Hi, welcome back to another episode of the Everyday Thailand podcast. This is the go-to podcast for creatives to look for new ways of thinking about their career, life, and practice. And I'm your host Betty. So today on the podcast, we are going to do things a little differently. In this episode and in the subsequent two episodes, I'm going to share three lessons that I've learned first year full time in my creative business. And the behind the scene of this is actually that I recorded the full episode uh, from beginning to the end, and when I was reviewing the footage uh, or the recording. I realized there's so much content in there that it's probably a lot to digest for just one whole episode. The other thing that I'm trying to do this year in my content, if you didn't know, is that I recently launched my YouTube channel. And so, as you're listening to this episode, of course, you're welcome to stay on this episode to listen to an audio file if you're, that's what you prefer. But I'm also going to read. Release the this episode and the subsequent two episodes on YouTube with some images and graphics to go along with the explanation of the points that I'm going to present. So I welcome you to check out my YouTube channel, and we'll put the link on the show notes. So uh, on today's episode, you hear the first lesson that I share from my own journey of running my creative business full time in the first year. For those of you who are not familiar with me and listening to this podcast perhaps for the first time, let me do a little bit of self introduction. So, for the past decade, I've always worked in the arts and cultural sector in Canada, and I always had a job in the arts and nonprofit, uh, and most of them have been fundraising jobs. And on the side, I always had my filmmaking practice, so I'm also an artist. Starting in last year, in February 2022, I shifted full time to be running my multifaceted creative business. My business encompasses encompasses three things: one, I coach creatives one on one for career coaching as well as uh, coaching to grow their practice. Second, I consult small nonprofits on fundraising, uh, especially arts and cultural uh, charities. Tend to be the charities that I work with, and then third, I have a still have a filmmaking practice, and and I am a partner in a boutique video production company. So, what are the lessons I've learned in this year running my business full time? Without further ado, let's dive into lesson one. So let's dive into the three lessons I learned in the first year of running my creative practice. The first lesson is social media is not a numbers game. If you've been running a creative practice for a while, chances are you have a social media uh, account, whether it's on LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. And over the last years, coaching um, creative in one on one, I've definitely heard a lot of anxiety that my clients and other creatives have over social media. Especially with like different platforms changing their rules and changing their functions and how algorithms work all the time, it's one of those areas that it becomes a bit of rabbit hole if we're not careful falling the trap for it. And speaking from my own personal experience, I also fall for the trap. Uh, in my own journey, 
I started having a quote unquote business account in June, starting in June 2021. That was when I started having the idea of like serving creators through a coaching, one-on-one coaching、uh, service because I really didn't see that in the market there was something similar, especially in Canada where I were,、uh, where I am. So I started this account initially, like I was just really exploring and. Creating content for fun and like really, I thought I had a lot to say. So, and there was nobody really following me. So I just like put out a lot of stuff that we didn't care whether the content translated into business per se. And I also knew that I needed a bit of help in the initial stage. So I hire a marketing and coaching coach. Ah,、uh, and Cheryl Lau, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for your help in that. Especially in that initial stage, it was a great boost for me to learn about that. Oh, I have something to say, and my thoughts and my contents are valuable and can help someone out there. So going through that exploratory phase was very exciting, and then I hit a point where I started falling into the trap of、uh, really looking at the numbers and the engagements and checking my Instagram all the time. I remember that point came when I created one piece of content called the Four Archetypes of Creative Career. If you follow me for a while, then you know that piece of content for sure. It's today still one of my most popular posts on Instagram, and it articulates the four different types of career that、uh, types of career shapes that creators can have.、Um, I'm quite proud of it. It's quite original from my perspective. Uh, and I think that's why it resonated with a lot of people. That it was a good post and a good phenomenon in and of itself. But the side effect that it had on me was after that post, and I saw so many people liking my content. I went, "How can I replicate that success or the pattern in that post that I can replicate?" And that was definitely not a healthy mindset. Trying to replicate the content just make me into the rabbit hole of creating content for the sake of attracting like and engagement, and that's not the point. More and more, I realized that as I was like chasing the number and checking my Instagram, I had this like kind of two track awareness, like a a meta awareness, if you can say that there must be something more than here that's uh more important, and what I knew was that. I have a very very small Instagram following. After I launched the podcast in March twenty twenty two, my following on the podcast continues to be quite intimate and small. However, I still have a thriving practice. I still have clients inquire. I have relationships that I built with people that I come to know on the internet, and I really cherish each conversation that we have. So things are working. Uh, and but they just don't necessarily work in a way that I became a viral internet sensation per se. What I learned or the mindset shift that I experienced is really social media is not a numbers game. It's much more of a relationship building place, and when you approach it from the mindset and the perspective that this is a great tool for me to build relationships with the people that. Share the same value or similar values values with me, is a powerful, powerful tool, and that's what I really double down on and hone in. 
every conversations that I have on Instagram or my other social media platform has to mean something genuine to me that is beyond the likes and the engagement. I'm treating every relationship that I cultivate as a long-term relationship. And when I approach it from that angle, it stops mattering whether this person is going to um, hire me to make a video or uh, engage me for a fundraising project or go on a discovery call with me. Because what I trust is that through social media, I'm connecting with people that share my values and understand the impact I want to create. And when I stop tracking how each relationship translates into business, that's when things started to roll more, even more naturally. Yes, I've gotten opportunities for my Instagram business account. In fact, if you just purely look at the analytics, almost 80 to 90% of my coaching clients all interacted with my Instagram one way or the other. But they didn't come from, I like a post and then I'm going to book a call. It really came from the cultivation over a period of time, sometimes months or more than a year, some of them, that I cultivated those relationships with them without the agenda that that this needs to be transactional. And I'm grateful for these people that I've gotten to uh, met or known better through social media. So if you're a creative out there that is being anxious over your social media, the question that I want to ask you is, what is your strength when it comes to social media? Is it creating lots of lots of content to attract um, a huge following? If that's it, then there's also no issue with that. Perhaps that is your shame and double on double down on that. What I notice is that there's a, a significant group of us that our shame is clearly not that creating viral content bunch. And if your shame is relationship building and one-on-one uh, conversation, then I encourage you to just completely ditch that game of looking at numbers and really treat it as a powerful relationship building tool. I hope you liked today's episode on the first lesson I learned in the past year running my creative business full-time. Be sure to come back for lesson two and lesson three, where I share more learnings from the past year. If you like consuming content visually, again, I want to remind you that the podcast episode is also on YouTube. I recently launched my YouTube channel and on the YouTube videos, I incorporate footage or effects or other graphs that uh, might not be available for you if you just consume the audio file. So please go check out my YouTube channel if that's the way that you prefer. And the handle is at BettyXCoach. I will also include the link in the show notes. And if you're creative looking to grow your career or make a meaningful shift in your creative practice, I encourage you to check out my one-on-one coaching program. I've coached creative of all kinds to grow their practice and make their art and make happier money. Check out the link in the show notes or book a one-on-one consultation call with me. It's completely free. Thank you so much for listening today. I will see you on the next episode.